0: You're listening to Spirit in Motion, a podcast by 316 Ministry. My name is David Moore. If this is your first time visiting, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. In this episode, our topic will be the Great Commission. As a believer, it doesn't matter who you are or where you go. The mission is always the same. Our primary scripture today will be Matthew 28 verse 1 through 7, and verse 16 through 20. Our secondary scripture will be Acts 1, 4 through 9, and Romans 1, verse 16. Every year, ministry teams head overseas on mission trips. Some are all student teams, and others are adult teams. The teams all have the same goal, to really connect God with the group that they're going to visit. Each time, the team comes back pumped about their faith and experience that they had pouring into strangers in a country far away from home. It truly is an experience they never forget. Usually, the trips last around a week with travel on the weekends. As amazing as it is to take part in the opportunity for a week, shouldn't that be something that we strive for every week here at home? The elements of a mission trip are what make it so impactful. Every day the team spends time with the Lord, one-on-one. They worship together. They serve different people in the community in an effort to show the love of Jesus to them. They pray for the people, and also one another, to be glorified so that they may glorify their Heavenly Father through their work. The entire week is centered around Christ and His mission for us, to spread the gospel and make disciples. What's interesting is that it's way easier for us to go to a foreign country To serve people and fix our hearts and minds all on Jesus, than it is for us to do the same thing here at home. The challenge is for us to realize that we have a mission here every day with everyone. And I read Matthew 28, verse 1 through 7, and verse 16 through 20. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. Verse 16 through 20. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, With this episode, we want to encourage you to think about the opportunities that you have right here in your backyard. The number of people around us that don't know Jesus is staggering, but the harvest is ripe and we as Christians are well equipped with the power of the Holy Spirit. And the more we understand what Jesus is calling us to do, the better we will be at accomplishing the mission. There are countless reasons we all get distracted from pursuing the mission. We focus more on ourselves than anything else. Many of us feel we're too busy in pursuit of our worldly things. In many cases, we're afraid and unconfident. Talking to a stranger about Jesus can be intimidating. All of that is common, but we can't settle for that. There's way too much opportunity in front of us. The more you experience taking part in the mission of Jesus and making disciples, the stronger your relationship will be with him. Now, I understand that there might be many of you that are not Christians hearing this lesson today. It is important that you understand this message is more about you than anyone else. As Christians, we've been tasked to tell you the good news. Jesus, the Son of God, came to earth as the Son of Man to show us, by example, how to live. Jesus endured the hardships of talking to others about the truth which did not stop even as his body was being crucified to death. In that sense, Jesus showed us how to die with our faith intact. He never lost his faith up to the last words he said as the Son of Man. Pretty amazing up to this point. And then, the good news. By his resurrection from death, he showed us that we all have the opportunity to have eternal life. All we have to do is believe in his truth, confess that we are sinners and ask for forgiveness, and ask that he come into our hearts and dwell so that we can continue to follow his teachings. This is a powerful, simple prayer. You to Jesus. You can do it anytime, place. By doing this, we are saved from death, and our names are written in the book of life in heaven. What an amazing gift he has given us. Jesus came to us so that when he died, he would be the filter through which we could be close to God. God cannot have sin near him. But through Jesus Christ, since he absorbs our sin through his almighty grace and forgiveness, we can have the relationship with God the Father. No one will get to the Father except through Jesus Christ. That's what we put in our prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. Sounds pretty awesome, doesn't it? Best part? There is no catch. It is a gift to each of us. And all you have to do is take it. What an amazing feeling to know that you always have someone on your side that understands you as a human and knows that you're not perfect no matter how much you strive to be. So, here's the Great Commission. You know that gift you received? Here's the best part. Give it to someone else. Once you do, you get another one without even asking. The next best part? The new one is even better than the one you gave away. And it just keeps getting better each time. Now, how amazing would it be when you arrive in heaven, God takes you by the hand to introduce you to the ones that you've helped get there. I've been on several mission trips over the years and have found them very rewarding. If you have gone, you will understand the strong sense of commitment that you will have when you return. We call that the mission high. However, oftentimes, the world that you left gets in the way of you completing all the things you promised yourself that you would do when you get back to grow God's kingdom at home. We went to Jamaica, Costa Rica, and planned to go to Guatemala before COVID-19 shut down the trip. We've also done many local retreats. When in the foreign countries, we participated with local churches and built houses, did prayer walks to give the good news to neighborhoods, delivered food to the needy, helped build the church, and taught Christ's message in the local schools. God always seemed to work through the language barriers and the challenges. Our bus was boarded by police armed with machine guns, We had very little comfort, like only cold water for showers, slept on hard floors, sometimes outside, dehydration, injuries, late to bed, early to rise, and loved every minute of it because we were doing God's work. We often hear about how impactful mission trips are and how memorable those experiences can be. We don't often hear much about how memorable it can be to take part in the same mission in our everyday lives here at home. As you heard in the scripture, Jesus has called all of his disciples to take part in his mission in all of the earth. Here are some questions to ponder. Why do you believe Jesus chose this to be his final message to his disciples before he left earth? What does it actually mean that Jesus wants you and I to make disciples? As you've heard, the Great Commission still stands for us believers today. For many reasons, we find it hard to go out and make disciples. It feels dangerous and we're afraid of failure and many reasons hold us back from sharing our faith or the gospel with people all around us. Remember, as the scripture says, lean not on your own understanding and trust the Lord with all of your heart. And I read Acts 1, 4-9, NIV. On one occasion, while I was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, But wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the time or dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive my power when the Holy Spirit comes to you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. In verse 8, Jesus is talking about providing power to the apostles. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. This should give you courage, knowing that this mission isn't up to our power, but the power of the Holy Spirit in us. And I read Romans 1. Verse 16 NIV For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power that God brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. A good place to start would be someone in your life that you love that doesn't believe in Jesus yet. What is the one thing that you could do for that person to pursue the mission Jesus has given us to make disciples? I encourage you to spend some time praying for your courage and strength to live out this mission that Jesus has called us to. Remember, as a believer or someone that doesn't yet believe, it doesn't matter who you are or where you go. The mission is always the same. God is patient and forgiving. Once you have this message down, take what you have heard and share it with others. You have been listening to Spirit in Motion, a podcast series from 316 Ministry. To learn more about our ministry and to find other podcasts, Please visit us on the web at 316ministry.cc. There you will find daily devotions, Christian testimonials from listeners like yourself, and you will have the opportunity to interact with Bible verses. You will also learn about some of the other great work we are doing to glorify God through outreach and spiritual coaching. If you like this podcast, please rate this release and follow us to stay up to date on all new content. Thank you for listening, and God bless.